everybody. Uh, I am Carnage. I am Slice. And we are coming hot into the box, and we have a very special guest on today. Uh, Belle, Belle Air Bomber from uh, Roller Rag Magazine and a former Boston Roller Derby player, if I am not mistaken. That is true. That is true. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on uh, part two. Uh, we did record with Bell back in I think October or November, and when we went to go release the episode, the audio was lost to oblivion. And so this is take two, and we are so excited that Bell has made the time for us today, and um, we can just spread the good word about Roller Rag the Magazine. Good word. <laughs> Have you read the good word? Have you read the good word? <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> We're not a cult. It's not a cult. Not a cult. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but there's no central leader. That's what we all say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, Belle, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, what kind of got you to this point with putting out Rural Rag Magazine? Sure, sure. Um, so, I started skating. Uh, really late in life. Uh, I was 39 and uh, a league started out in central Massachusetts called a CMRD, Central Mass Roller Derby. And I was an editor, actually I was running uh, Worcester Mag, which is an alt-weekly newspaper. And I did um, a story um, on roller derby because I had no idea what it was. And um, to do the story, I became fresh meat. And for three months, I um, learned how to skate and learned how to play. Uh, put that in quotes, learned how to play. Um, had no clue what I was getting into, uh, but really fell in love and uh, quickly discovered that I enjoyed pushing myself and skating and learning a new sport. Having never played a sport in my entire life, having never do any exercise, like I did nothing, um, and it really changed the way that I looked at myself and my level of activity. Um, fast forward to graduating from uh, fresh meat, sort of kind of playing with CMRD. It was a bunch of really new skaters going to a Boston Derby Dames uh, skate event and realizing holy crap that's roller derby uh and totally fell in love <laughs> and yeah and it was completely different than what i had really imagined it was so much more intense and incredible and back then um boston was like super like lights and drama and it was just this whole attraction like a circus and it was like i need to do this um mm -hmm. so i drove into boston for an hour each way sometimes two hours each way in traffic and became fresh meat for them and fast forward ended up getting it um and was the oldest boston derby dame at the time to make it onto a team um and wow. just fell in love with it got on the executive board was PR chair, helped found the Junior Derby, um, was on, a, was co-captain of a team at one point, or several teams uh, from B-Party to the Nutcrackers, which I'll always be a Nutcracker, um, got on Master <laughs> one year, like it was just transformed my life and fell in love with skating. So um, fast forward to now, I retired after almost 10 years playing Roller Derby. Um, it really did a number on my body, and uh, the last bone to break was literally a bone. Um, I spire fractured my leg in several places, and that's what sort of made me feel like maybe I won't do this anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. But those I got spiral into, fractures, yeah, man, they really it was they brutal. Really cement 
retirement. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I, I, at the time I was sort of contemplating, maybe it was time for me to retire. And when my husband came to the uh, ER room, he had originally thought that I was there with another skater because I'm normally the one that's like, I'll hold your leg together or whatever, and we'll ride the ambulance (laughs) together. So when someone was like, Bob Bell's in the hospital. He just assumed I was with someone else. Uh, and a couple hours go by and I'm like, why is he not here? And why is he not like calling me? And I called him and he was like, when are you coming home? I'm like, dude, I'm the one in the hospital. I'm broken. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> so by the time he showed up at the hospital, he like, I just remember him whooping apart the curtain and he was like, can you just fucking retire? Can you just do it? And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Um, but then I, I couldn't oh. let go of skating. So I kept skating. I rink skated. Uh, I became a huge fan of park skating. Um, I have a half pipe in my barn. So skating has just been part of my life since then. And I just can't let it go. Yeah. Your, um, your husband has to be like, at least a little bit, um, like a cheerleader for your skating. Cause he's the one who built your, your my half ramp, pipe. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. he had a love-hate relationship with me in skating. Probably still does. Um, but when I – here's a cute story. He'll kill me for telling this. When I first got teamed um, in my first game – so my number is 1957, and my name is Bel Air Bomber because I had a 1957 Chevy Bel Air station wagon, and that was our baby. My kids drove around in it. My youngest came home in the hospital in it. Um, so my first game, he ran out, and he got a tattoo of a number 57 on his arm where your derby number would be, and that was kind of amazing. Um, and, yeah, and it, he's got the bar and ramp. He took all that space that he could use for his cars, and he gave it to me. Um, and mostly because he knows I love it, but I do struggle with some anxiety and I don't really like trying new things in front of strangers. I'm kind of a big baby and my fear level is really high. So he was like, I'm just going to make you a ramp. Like if this is what you want to do. So, um, uh, especially when Rye Airfield closed in New Hampshire and that's where I was going and I loved it there. Um, so we sort of found a ramp radius that I enjoyed and he built it for me in my barn. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. It's great when your partners are so supportive, even if they're not happy about all aspects of what what you do. But the fact that they remain vigilantly supportive is it's rare. Yeah. Oh, we got we got lucky because both of our partners are supportive. They're very good derby widows. Yeah. But I had a similar interaction with my husband because I. Uh, just over a year ago, like a year and two weeks ago, I had my second knee surgery. Um, and, and like a couple months ago, I was like, I think, I think I'm not going to coach. I think I'm going to go play next season. And Slice just happened to be in the room when that conversation <laughs> took place. Cause I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. And he just got really quiet and he was like, I don't want to be that husband that tells you no. Like, I don't want to be that partner that says no. But, like, if you choose to do this again, I will not go to any of your games because I cannot yeah. watch you potentially get hurt. And I'm like, oh, that stings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very uncomfortable to be there. <laughs> I was, like, like, grasping the chair, like, I don't want to be here. Like, could I make myself smaller? (laughs) 
that way. I thought he'd just be like, I'm not happy about this. You're ridiculous. But like, I figured he thought it was going to be coming anyway out of my mouth. Yeah. But then it was just like, right. oh, I, I just this. <laughs> that it's was tough. a miscalculation. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like it just goes to show how much your partners like really care about you because like yeah. <laughs> you'll be your partner like ripping open the thing like please quit please stop please stop right. doing this to yourself and like yeah. her partner and it, just be like please stop hurting yourself you know like they right. care they, they care right. but they also care about your passions right so like what a conflicting place to be I'm glad that's not me Right, right, right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I understood where he was coming from. I'm the mother of four kids. So it was really hard to, um, you know, have to like prep dinner, do everything and then take off and go into Boston. And I was going like six days a week and two of my children played junior derby. So that was kind of cool. I got to roll them into it. But there was a point where all the kids were like, I'm not going to your game. Um, and just kind yeah. of like, can't you just be home? So it's nice to have a space yeah. at my house now um, and that people come here to skate, which is kind of fun too. Yeah. So what, what did kind of bring you to ramp skating after Derby? Because for me, like ramp skating is a little bit safer, but like you also do fall and you're still on wheels. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, and you still get hurt, which I have and you still get hurt. Mm-hmm. pretty severely hurt um, park skating, too. I know. I yeah. seem like a glutton for punishment, don't I? Um, <laughs> how did I get into park skating? I think I miss skating so much, and I missed sort of um, pushing myself. And, like, rink skating is great, but you're obviously not, like, doing anything crazy and pushing yourself. Um, and there was a place, Rye Airfield, that was in Rye, New Hampshire, and a lot of my friends were going and so I went and just sort of fell in love with exploring on skates, um, realizing that I have a really strong strong foundation in roller skating, and I could apply it to some things that I never thought I could. Like, never thought I'd be able to reach coping, never thought I'd be able to 180 off, um, and became super addicted to, I'm going to try to push myself and just practice and practice. I also missed, mm-hmm. like, roller derby, you go to practice and you work hard on your skills and you get a tiny bit better. I was really missing that in my life. Um, yeah. So Rye yeah. was the place to go. Um, and I don't do anything crazy. I don't, um, you know, cartwheel or anything. But I can do a, a few foundational things that I'm still surprised about. Like, I can't believe I do that. And it's so much fun. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it's still a risk. It's still a risk. And um, I did have a pretty severe brain bleed, um, brain injury that sucked and knocked me out for a long, long time. Um, so even though that has set me back, I still love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you get that injury while, while, uh, ramp skating or park skating? I was park skating in North Carolina with a friend and I was showing her, um, how to skate in a bowl, giving some lessons. I still love to coach. Um, and there was a kid there that day who was young, he was a skateboarder. And normally if a skateboarder accidentally comes towards you, they just get to run right off. Um, this kid was snaking everybody, like just dropping in, not really paying attention, just doing his own thing. And I just remember being in the bowl, looked up and I saw him start to come in. And part of my brain was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. And instead of jumping off his board, he grabbed my head and he took my head with him and he just went down. And so he just panicked oh and took off after that. And I was out, my watch was going off. Like, you know, when you fall, it has an alarm. So my watch is going off. My eyes are open. And my friend Diesel says, and she's like, oh, 
oh my God, Belle, where are you right now? And I was like, I have no idea. And I barely knew her name. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know where I was. It was just crazy. And I could tell something was wrong. Like it just felt like there was like blood coming out of my head, but nothing was there. So we went to the ER and I had a brain bleed. Um, thank God I had a helmet. Uh, when I see people yeah. skating without helmets now, I'm just like, you have no idea. I had a helmet on and for three months I could barely do anything but puke. And it's like, people just don't realize how important helmets are. And yeah, I don't no, look very not. sexy when I skate, but at least I'm fucking safe. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so angry. I'm- I am always oh, right. a like a big advocate for helmets, like no matter how how much you because you get one hit. Because I used to work with people with brain injuries, and I'm like, no, I will never be in that situation. Of be, it's you, one good hit, and that's it. That's that's your brain for the rest of your right. life. You're like, and I've had there's no coming back from that. Right, right, and like derby, you get concussions sometimes, right? I probably have. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many, many, I won't even put a number to them concussions. So the brain bleed was just sort of like the tip of the iceberg for my brain. So I do try to not do crazy, crazy things. And my fear level has totally ramped up, which sucks. Oh, yeah. So there are things I just can't do. Cause I feel like I'm like, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do whatever. And there's something in my body that's like, no, <laughs> you will not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's tough. <laughs> right. But I have found things I can do and just trying to Mm -hmm. focus on the positive and do what I can on wheels. Yeah. And I think, um, so I want to, I want to guess, I I think, and say that maybe that's why you wanted to start something like Roller Rag Magazine. Yeah, I think um, park skating really um, added a whole new level to the community that I was involved in, right? So there's roller derby, there's all kinds of dance skating, and then park skating and just meeting people. And I think skating has always had a community for me, um, from being on a team to being with a group that's going to the skate park. Um, And I've been in publishing my whole life. I um, worked at the Boston Phoenix, the Boston Globe, Worcester Mag, um, I've just always been, I had my own arts publication for almost 10 years. So it's part of what I do. And I just started thinking about all the different stories that are out there and the way that people really want to share their story or they want to support others or maybe even talk about an injury and how they want to sort of teach somebody about safety. And I was like, you know what, you know, my friends and I are just like, there is nothing out there like that. And what if I put my skills to some use, um, get a credit card that I can <laughs> pay for my printing and just encourage people to submit um, their stories or their art or their photos because roller skating means something different to everyone. And I was really trying to think about an inclusive way to share stories that aren't just my own. So I do find people I find interesting, like this issue is Kelsey Guy, who's a dance skater, who's amazing and beautiful and has a great message. Um, so I interviewed her, but I also want other people to tell their stories that might not relate to me, that might have nothing to do with me, which might be a different kind of skating that I'm even used to. Um, last issue, we had a blader on the cover. I don't think I could blade to save my life, um, but Javi it, it is amazing. So like being able to interview someone about that skill, um, just Richard Humphrey's in this current issue and he's like the father of dance skating and I'm not a very good dance skater, but it's awesome to learn about dance skating and the history of it. So I'm just sort of putting my skills and my interest in publishing and being an editor and 
opening it up to people and helping craft their stories. Like if you need help writing it, I can help edit it. If you need help with images, I can help with that. Like being able to have this platform and just be like, send me your stuff and I'll make it work and then get Mm -hmm. it out there has been a joy. Yeah. that's. I I think one of the big things I love about reading it is that having like this diverse um, message from all different types of skater- skaters, it makes you want to try those things. Like, I would like to try to dance skate, because, like, look how much joy it's bringing to this person. Like, I would love to right. try to, like, blade. I will probably break my neck, but I would love to try it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, exactly. Right, and know. It's, it's opening up the world of skating that it's not just what I'm doing right now, it's all these possibilities, and that's what's so cool about roller skating in general. There's so much you can do on wheels. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad that I really, like, one of the very few positives that came out of COVID was, like, people's interest in roller skating. I think that that's, it's kind of gotten, like, a resurgence of people being into roller skating and I'm like well yeah duh <laughs> I mean I it's was one cool. of those people that got really into roller skating during the pandemic like when I went to go buy skates I couldn't buy skates there were no skates everybody You're went out so and bought out. skates yeah. and I was like I just want to play your roller derby like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that your message and your your view on on the community of roller skating really comes through obviously in the magazine like it's it's such a beautiful it's such a beautiful magazine like oh, yeah. i love just looking at it because it's it really shows all the different ways like you said mm-hmm. of how people can skate and it's like you know sometimes i get very hyper focused on just derby because that's what we're in all the time but like my roots are in artistic skating Ooh. and and like my, that was a big family thing for me growing up was like, mm-hmm. we would go out with my dad roller skating every week, every Thursday night was family night at our local that skating. Is so rink. Cool. And like, that's my childhood, like I was just skating and like learning how to skate. And like, we're teaching my nephew who's now six, like mm-hmm. how to roller skate. And, you know, it's a real family tradition for us, which is like one of the very that's few awesome. things that we have. Mm-hmm. And you Which should write about that and for roller, roller rag. You should write a story yeah, you about how you got into roller rag. Your <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe you should. I should. <laughs> that, actually, that's. I don't think that's a story that I've I've seen in there. At least in these last couple of issues since we started reading roller rag, is that like I don't think I've seen an, a one about um that family tradition. And All right, my kid is playing with a slinky in the background, and it's driving me nuts. Please stop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's okay. My daughter um, has called me three times while I'm on this interview. So I'm like, decline. Kids, decline. She's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. that's what would happen if I gave him a cell phone. It was like, <laughs> I would just get like little text messages, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> but back to what I was saying is like, I don't think I've seen a story yet of somebody's like going through like their roots of like, this is what we, we used to go to the roller skating rink as a family. Like, yeah, skating deal. was a big deal. Yeah. yeah, I know. I used to have birthday parties at the roller rink. Yeah. I Aww. mean, how many of us did? Like that, that was a pretty right. big thing. Yeah, especially in the 90s. Right. (laughs) Exactly. 
And then um, during COVID, rinks started closing, which I think is such a shame. If I had millions yeah. of dollars, I would open up a rink in my area. Cause I got to drive like 35, 40 minutes to go skating. And not that that's too far, but it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they definitely lost out on a lot of money because with everybody who was the resurgence of skating right. and everybody wanting to learn how to skate. Like, uh, cause our, even our, our local one didn't open up until like way far into like COVID, like towards the end. Is it the right. end? The, I don't know. The end, but, like, really, yeah. No, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Um, so what, what do you feel is like the most fascinating or interesting part of like what you do with the magazine? I know you might have hinted about that, but like, what what do you like best about doing what you're doing with the magazine? I love sharing other people's stories. Um, I like being a platform for other voices a lot. I think it's part of my jam right there. Um, so every time I get a submission, I get super stoked. Um, in this new issue, uh, Brittany is a photographer who submitted the wet plate process uh, photos that are just amazing. And being able to learn, like I did a quick Q&A with her, learning about how she has a mobile unit and she'll like go to the skate park or a derby bout and like take the photos and then she has to go back and the whole process, this really vintage sort of archaic process that makes the most beautiful photos. Getting that randomly yeah. in my inbox was the coolest. Um Emily, the disabled skater who sent me her photo and some words about modifying uh, this walker, putting wheels on it so she could skate in her driveway. Like, how cool is that? Like, I get to open up my inbox and read these amazing stories. And then I cannot wait to put them in roller rag and share it. Um, mm, you know, yeah. it's it's definitely a, a passion project. I, I certainly shouldn't be doing it because it doesn't even pay for itself. Um, but I really love doing it. And I will probably do it until, I don't know, we get foreclosed upon. I don't know. I really love doing it. So it's just that platform and, and the different stories that come are just so joyous. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I did. And I think before we started recording, I was talking, I had mentioned to you about the disabled skater. And like, as soon as I saw the picture, I'm like, because oh, I, I think it just brings me so much joy to see people who have disability, physical disabilities or even some mental disabilities finding joy in skating. Mm-hmm. And like, cause I, I mean, I often empathize and kind of put myself in their shoes. Like if I had something where I couldn't move my body the way I wanted to, like I would be so devastated to not be able to skate anymore. Yeah. Like so devastated. <laughs> um, and just to see this woman who had the tenacity to like, figure out her own structure to help her skate. I mean, like, that's such a great story. It's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful story. And, and it was, I was like, I love this so much. Right. And and those are the stories I want to really have in the platform because like we have pieces in the past about um, how skating can help with mental health. And then we had a piece about a mental health professional giving advice about, you know, ways to skate Mm -hmm. safely for mental health, like really thinking about the positive aspects of it. Um, You know, there's a lot of crap going on in the world and I really just want what we're skating to be a safe space. And Mm -hmm. yeah, there can be some click sides of skating. That's not fun. There can be some people who are, a bad influence, I guess, but I want to just focus on the good and positive and I want someone to mm-hmm. open up roller rag and connect in some way to one little piece in there that makes them happy. 
um, and inspires yeah. them to skate more. <laughs> That's definitely something that we've wanted to do for for our podcast is we wanted to do a an episode based on the mental health, the positive um, that comes with like just in general roller derby, but also roller skating in general of like for a period of time during your day, you can just block out everything and just strap on some skates and do something and just only focus on that and like get out of the rest of the world. Right, right. Skating really could be a safe spot. Just the past couple of weeks, I've been skating with my child, Texas, and Texas has these noise-canceling headphones. And we went to the rink, and Texas used the headphones because I will admit the music at the rink I go to is the worst. Um, and they were like, put on these headphones and just listen to your music. And it was such a game changer just to spend a few minutes just zoning out and just, like, skating however I wanted, not caring how I looked, like, whatever. There's an androgynous lady just skating around the the rink i had so much fun and it reminded me again it's like this is why i love skating like just the feeling the fluidness um and the skill set that i've really built up over the years and i I think sometimes i forget i'm like i look at other skaters who are amazing i'm like i can't do any of that shit and then i'm like wait i'm not that bad (laughs) yeah right (laughs) exactly exactly yeah and i um i i think with I had a thought. Now I've lost it. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, people tend to forget, like, especially, like, if you've been at something for a while, like, where you were at the beginning, that, like, even for me, like, after only two years, like, you know, slice at the very beginning versus slice now, like, I have developed some skills, so it's, like, I love that, like, that, yeah, I can go to the rink and I'm like, oh, I can do a transition. I never thought in my life before derby that I would be able to actually skate backwards-ish. Right. <laughs> so I can definitely move. Going right, 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 right. Yeah. And that, that's a, a, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, that, that's just Jonathan. another thing that makes me happy about roller rag, right? Like people telling those type of stories um, and mm-hmm. reminding you how far you've come and those positive aspects of whatever you're doing on skates and the growth and the personal growth, um, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to push yourself and, you know, stay in shape and good for my psyche, like all that stuff. Um, I just want to share I, all of that. Yeah. And I think what I, what I had forgotten, but now remembered, is <laughs> like for me, roller skating, and I don't know if it's because it, it happened to me so early in life, but it doesn't even feel like exercise to me. Like, I hate running. Don't get me to go running. I'll never do it. Um, but, like, you let me, you put skates on my feet, and I've skated 20 miles, like, trail skating. And I'm like, I would have never done that. Any, any, for anything else, I would have never done that. And, right. and it, it is my point of freedom. You know, I have my earbuds in. I can just zone out. And all I have to do is just focus on staying upright. Because at the end of the day... I feel like skaters are uh, uh, people who love skating and are passionate about skating are a special kind of breed because we choose to put wheels on the bottom of our feet and move around through the world. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that, that, that's hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, like that's, it's scary and it's uncomfortable. And like my husband will never put on skates again he put him on for five minutes and he was like, and he fell and he's like, Nope, 
not for Done. me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what one meal? That's what Jay has. <laughs> they can go racing. Little <laughs> racing derby widows. <laughs> I think what I love too about your magazine is that there's there's a little bit of something for everybody in there. Like one of my favorite things that I like to read whenever it comes out is the um the derby player that's going through fresh meat. Right. Like that it's like a little bit every every magazine and it's like yep. you're watching this person's journey. Right, right, um, right. And- empathizing with it because if you've ever been through that you know what it is in the feels of yay I did a thing and then the next in the next practice you're crying because you can't do the thing and then (laughs) the next practice you're completely crushing it you know like so it's there's I love that like little piece that you get the continue story for that right and and I welcome those pieces I've had several people like, Oh, I've got this big piece. I'm like, let's break it up. Right. Cause it's a nice little journey piece to, especially mm-hmm. with roller derby, as you guys know, it's, it's such a journey. Uh, and it's, mm-hmm. it's such a hard journey. Like it, like it took me a year to learn how to skate for derby. And then it took me another year to figure out how to freaking play. Right. It was like completely different. I, I stopped. Then I started by year three, forgetting about, am I doing this right? Am I transitioning right? Whatever. Or my ins and outs of my wheels. And it was just playing like the pure joy of playing. It takes a while to get there, uh, but it's yeah. so worth it. Once you do. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> so what do you, what are your future plans for roller rag? Say, you know, aside from it paying for itself, being self-sustaining, <laughs> Like what, what are your dreams for the magazine? Like, what do you see five years down the road, 10 years down the road? I want, I, I'm really working on right now, expanding my marketing outside of social media, uh, social mm-hmm. media. I think we all have a love hate relationship with it right now. And I'm on there to post, but it's really the only sales channel I have. Um, so I'm trying to think outside of that. Um, I'm starting um, an e-newsletter, so I'm reaching out to people who have purchased in the past. I'm trying to go to more events. I'm trying to figure out if I want to go to RollerCon this year. It's just a lot of money, but I feel like it's a whole new audience that might not know about Roller Rag. Um, so I'm really just trying to branch out and reach more people because I want more submissions and I want more eyeballs. Um, mm-hmm. The only way I can really break even because I really don't make enough selling it at all um, is to sell ads. So I'm working on advertising as well and reaching out on that avenue. As you guys probably know, it's like the only way I can really do this is by get advertising sponsorships. Um, right. It's a ton of work, like on top of my full-time job. But if I could just get more eyeballs on it, that means more submissions and more readers. That's all I want. I want to not, I want my husband not to cry whenever I charge the printing bill. And um, <laughs> I want to be able to do it and not stress about the money, which is dumb. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. pay myself. I just want to, just want to do it so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we feel that. Yeah. I mean, our overhead isn't what like uh, printing costs are, I'm sure, but still, it's like, <sighs> And we, we did make the choice to go to RollerCon because, you know, it, it mm. is. It's, that's your audience. You have to think of other ways other yeah. than social media. And yeah, that's I mean, us too. We've had to think outside the social media box where 
now we're trying to do, um, we're announcing for roller derby games and nice. outside of our area and trying to like do that. Cause like, yeah, it's, you know, I think that is kind of the name of the game for even just teams that are trying to like get people to join. It's like, right. you have to think you figure out how to get outside the social media box to reach people. And then the big question is how, how, where are people looking? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How oh, another thing I'm doing, I've, I've been sponsoring events, which I think is kind of fun because I get to, and by sponsoring, I'm like, I have some roller rags or a roller rag subscription could be one of the prizes. So someone who wins right. could get that. Um, and mm -hmm. then I get maybe my logo on something. Um, but just that's another way of me. Someone maybe is at the event. They're like, what the hell's roller rag? And they check it out. So right. um it also feels good to sponsor the events, no matter what they are, whether they're quad or um, inline or whatever. Um, I'm definitely trying to get Roller Rag out as much as I can to as many venues as I can. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we are planning to do this summer is um, have, I would love actually, we should, there should be a submission in Roller Rag talking about short track roller derby. Ooh, yes, it should be. Someone should write that yeah. and send it in. <laughs> we're actually talking, we're, we're going to do a short track tournament in the summer, in the summer um, as one of our, like, we're going to, it's going to be a charity event. Um, we're calling it um, Pride Cup, the Pride Cup, where each team is going to be a color of the rainbow. Yeah. Aww, we're pretty excited that. about it. But like that, <laughs> like, we need to, yeah, it's those things that we want are because I think the thing that is sad for me personally about roller derby is the fact that as much as I love how brutal it, it can be, it, it destroys your body. Yeah, it does. <laughs> as you yeah. know. Ask, ask um, my knees. I guess. Yeah. Same. <laughs> um, but with short track, it's much kinder on your body. Mm -hmm. Um, if there's not so much impact, uh, and so I, that's why I'm really kind of like on a, like a focused mission for short track, because I think it can bring back a lot of people that have, it has lost mm -hmm. to nice. body injury, bodily injury, <laughs> age. Like they just feel like they're too old to play roller derby because I think that a lot of people stop playing mm -hmm. because of that. Um, it's, like a recreational option to roller derby. Like yeah. if you want to play nice. roller derby, if you love the idea of roller derby, but you don't want to be like with the affiliate or you don't want to like rank or whatever. You just, you literally just want to play, but not completely destroy your body. Like that's nice. like, I think that would be an amazing submission yeah. for yeah. <laughs> roller so do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Someone should send it to me. Rag mag. <laughs> you do you do your, your story of your the family and I'll do the story of roller of uh, short track. Well it'll done. be a combination. It'll be it'll be a team writing experience. Yeah. Done, done. It'll be me writing it and then handing it to you and going, You you just like no and like I'll fix it. She'll fix it. <laughs> nice, nice. No, I, I approve. <laughs> yeah, and this is my uh, this issue is my third year anniversary too, which is kind of nice. Three oh, that's years. awesome! Yeah, you did yeah. three years. You made it yeah. three years. That's three, so right? 
That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, if you could interview anybody for the magazine, who would it be? Oh, God. I don't know. Um, I like to know behind-the-scenes stuff, so I would love to talk to, like, the owner of Rydell. Um, and find out about the history of their company and how they got into roller skating, making roller skates, and the progression of the sports that are all involved in that. I think I would like that. Like, it would be such a cool story. And now I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I have to make that happen. Um, you know, and, and especially like roller skating has kind of come up and down. And, and then mm-hmm. during COVID, like we were talking about earlier, when everyone wanted to skate all of a sudden and there was no skates around. Um, I would love to know about that. I just think that's fascinating. Uh, yeah, and they're pretty. Yeah. They um, they post a lot on social media, right? Now. They do. All I the skate companies are really good. Yeah. I'm going to try to do that. I am going to try to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, that I I I think that behind the scenes, the people that you don't hear about are are very fascinating mm-hmm. because they love it just as much as the showboats out there, you know, that are right. showcasing their amazing products or, you know, right, right. Their mission. so yeah, I mm-hmm. love that. I, I want that to happen for you, Belle. You got to make it happen. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> We're putting it out into the universe yeah. and uh, <laughs> thinking really hard on it and it's going to come true. Thanks. Guys. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Thank you so much. I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to say about Roller Rag or mention? No, I just hope that people, if they're listening and they think to themselves, I might have a story or some photos or I draw and I draw roller skates or wheels or designs or anything. Um, just think about sending it to me as a submission because I really want to highlight other people's works um, rollerragmag at gmail.com. Um, my website's rollerrag.com and all the submission guidelines are there. Um, but I don't want anyone to think, oh, gee, I wish I could. I want them to think I'm going to do this. Um, no matter how refined your skill is, like I can help you. Um, and I bet it's going to speak to one of our readers in some fashion. So please submit it and help me share your work. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, you should totally do it. And and if you haven't gotten your subscription or even just one edition of one issue of Roll Rag, you definitely should check it out. Mm -hmm. And you can buy your subscription, uh, your yearly subscription on Mm rollerrag.com. Or you can just get an issue. One issue. $10. Yeah. 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 And it goes right back think- into the magazine. It's not like I'm taking it and going shopping. <laughs> I can't do that. It goes right back into the magazine. Um, but really, it's Roller Rag. It also has a sale on back issues. I had some back issues left over, um, so they're only $8. Um, but it includes shipping, and it includes international shipping, which I kind of regret, but it does. And I've been mailing all over uh, Istanbul, Germany, Spain, wow. Australia, New Zealand, uh, Germany. I've had a lot of really great international orders too. So we're available awesome. everywhere. If you want to sponsor Roll a Rag magazine, you should do I would, yeah, I would get down on my hands and knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you great sponsor both Roll a Rag and Coming Hot to the Box podcast. Yeah, there you, you go. Sponsor both of us. We, should have, we should have some type of pairing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are a fine pairing. <laughs> <laughs> Print and 
audio right there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, ears and eyes, we got you covered. And for, exactly. for real. Yeah, we love working with you and we we really want you to succeed and keep going because I think what you have is really special. I agree. And oh, I, have, I have a cat. Okay. <laughs> and I, I really appreciate you guys giving me a platform to talk about roller derby. It means a lot to me to be able to you know, even inform one brand new person about roller rag. It's a nice opportunity. And I really appreciate the time that you guys have both taken into roller rag and me, Bel Air Bomber. Absolutely. Absolutely. It has been, it's been awesome. And I'm sure that this won't be the end of our interactions. Yeah. We got to come up and go on your ramp. Yeah. Oh my God. Do. And then I have to sponsor your short track rainbow uh, pride thing because that sounded awesome. You should definitely <laughs> even just come down for it as well. Like yeah. you should, because yeah, uh, we've totally gotten come. the little bit that we've shouted out to people. They, we've gotten some really, really amazing positive. feedback yeah. from yeah. people who are like, there. "What is this? I want to do that." Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a good event. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for coming, and or thank you for being on this the day after Christmas. I know it's like snoozy day for a lot of people. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, mom, did you listen to my podcast? What's a podcast?